clock has hit zero, and this one is in the books. It's time for Cougar Postum Post Game Live on the new skin BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Postum Post Game Live. Postum, there's a reason. Post game coverage is also brought to you by Provo Land Title. In 1966, we started with a simple goal service. 50 years later, that goal is now a tradition. And by America First Credit Union, Utah's number one credit union and your winning financial team. Now, let's join your host, Jason Shepard. Welcome into Cougar Postum Postgame Live. Shep with you in our BYU radio studios in Provo, Utah. Your final tonight from the Mercedes Superdome in New Orleans, Louisiana. The Cougars fall to the LSU Tigers by a final score of 27 to nothing. BYU now 1-1 one and one on the season. They will come back to Lavelle Edwards Stadium next week. They will take on their rival, Utah. That's a game that will get underway at 8.15 p.m. Mountain Time, 10.15 15 p.m. Eastern Time. Lots of things, though, uh, to ha- need to happen. In the meantime, we will get to that coming up. Let's uh, get you started with some other scores in college football. Only one other game going on in the top 25 right now. It is in Pullman, Washington, number 24, Washington State, hosting Montana State. The Cougars leading Montana State by a score of 21 to nothing, 442 to go in the third quarter. Everything else in the top 25 is a final. Number one, Alabama defeats number three, Florida State, a matchup of two top three teams. Crimson Tide defeating the Seminoles tonight 24-7. It was 49-31, your final as number four, USC, defeats Western Michigan in Southern California. Clemson, fifth ranked in the country. Defeat Kent State by a final of 56-3. to It was number 6 Penn State, blanking Akron 52 to nothing. Number 7, Oklahoma, getting the first win under a new head coach, 56-7. to They defeat UTEP, UTEP, excuse me, Baker Mayfield for Oklahoma, 19 for 20, 329 yards passing and three touchdowns. Number 11, Michigan, wins at number 17, Florida, 33-17. to It was number 12 Auburn on top of Georgia Southern 41 to 7. Number 15 Georgia Bulldogs defeating Appalachian State 31 to 10. And I'm being told that uh, this is the 10 year anniversary of Appalachian State uh, defeating Michigan. So I can't believe it's already been 10 years. That's crazy. Number 16 Louisville wins at Purdue 35 to 28. Number 18 Miami over Bethune Cookman 41 to 13. Number 19 South Florida defeats Stony Brook 31 17. Kansas State ranked 20th in the country, defeating Central Arkansas 55 to 19, and Maryland gets the upset on the road in Austin over number 23 Texas. The Terrapins defeat the Longhorns by 10. Your final there, 51 to 41. Post them. As I get my read here, as the paper is not uh, necessarily helping me out here, Postum has been the perfect family drink for more than 120 years. There's a reason Postum creates warm memories. You can visit Postum.com. Coming up, more scores. We'll look at some scores from around the state of Utah and a couple more upsets that were not in the top 25. Cougar Postum Postgame Live continues next on the new skin BYU Sports Network. 
Jason Shepard with you on Cougar Postum Post Game Live, your final from New Orleans, Louisiana. LSU defeating the BYU Cougars 27 to nothing. The Cougars now 1 and 1 on the season. Other action going on in college football. We'll focus on some of the schools locally. Weber State was at home today. They defeated Montana Western 76 to nothing in their first game of the season. And Southern Utah went to Autzen Stadium to take on the Oregon Ducks. As you would imagine, things did not go well for the T-Birds. Oregon defeating Southern Utah by a final score of 77 to 21. All right, some other upsets not necessarily in the top 25. Now, I gave this score in the fourth quarter thinking that, you know, I know Cougar fans are down a little bit. I thought maybe this would help just a little bit, give you a brief smile. Howard, not just a guy named Howard, Howard University, went to UNLV and defeated the Rebels by a final score of 43-40. to Howard scoring 14 points in the fourth quarter to take the lead, and they hang on for the three-point victory. Also, another upset, this one in the Big 12, Liberty goes to Baylor and defeats the Baylor Bears by three. Another three-point win for an upset team. 48-45, your final Liberty defeating the Baylor Bears. Postum has been the perfect family drink for more than 120 years. There's a reason Postum creates warm memories. You can visit Postum.com. We will have more of Cougar Postum postgame live coming up after this. You're listening to BYU Football on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Postum Post Game Live. My name is Jason Shepard in our BYU Radio Studios in Provo. Tonight at the Mercedes Superdome in New Orleans, Louisiana, BYU falls to LSU by final of 27 to nothing. Just a couple of final thoughts before we send it back to the Superdome for more post game. An opportunity to hear from head coach Kalani Sataki and others coming up in the Cougar Locker Room Show. But really at this point, not much went right for BYU at all tonight. So it's really just time to put this game behind you. Certainly there's opportunities to learn from this and move forward, and that's what the coaches will talk about. Uh, but uh, certainly it's time to move uh, past this one and look ahead to the rivalry game. That is the next game for BYU. The Cougars will be hosting their rival from the north, Utah, coming down to Lavelle Edwards Stadium next Saturday night. That game will get underway at 10.15 Eastern Time, 8.15 Mountain Time next Saturday night, so another late start. Uh, But that's what the focus will be this week, is getting better and getting ready to take on the University of Utah. That's going to do it for Cougar Postum Postgame Live. Your final score, 27 to nothing. LSU defeats the BYU Cougars. The Cougar Locker Room Show is next. Next on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Back to post-game coverage of BYU football on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Our coverage continues with the Cougar Locker Room Show. He's going to go! Touchdown! Let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Broadcast booth and join Mark Lyons along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Back at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans. The Advocare Texas kickoff goes to LSU by a score of 27-0. We're standing by for a live BYU press conference podium coverage here at the Superdome. We'll have that for you. And uh, once we've given that to you, if there's still time for a live player interview, we'll try and squeeze one or two in. We'll certainly have Coach Satake joining us one-on-one. And then we'll uh, turn it over to Cougar Nation on social media on uh, Cougar Nation Now. That's coming up a little later on this evening. LSU 27 and BYU 0 is our final score 
And again, not to pile on, but it, uh, the numbers were kind of unprecedented that, uh, that, that were rolled up there tonight by LSU defensively, BYU offensively. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, a file it away and somehow get ready to play the next one, yeah. which is the big one, which is Utah at your place next Saturday. You're coming off a lackluster win over an FCS, a blanking against one of the better coach defenses in the country, no doubt, but uh, a blanking, and you've got to get yourself ready to roll with some confidence that you can compete with another good Utah team, which got off to a confidence-building start with an exciting new quarterback and an exciting new offense with uh, an innovative new coordinator. So uh, uh, BYU's up against it early in the season. We're going to learn a lot about these guys in very short order as uh, adversity has hit in Week 2. It's a tough situation to have this kind of a game because it is demoralizing. And uh, then you see that uh, one good thing is, though, you are getting ready for Utah. And so that should help you to bounce back enough to pay attention to everything that's being said this week in practice. And the effort should be there because uh, all you have to do is say Utah this week. And uh, it should create enough uh, stimulus to be able to uh, work hard. And they have a ways to go. Certainly they have a... A lot of area that they have to improve and uh, to be able to be competitive again uh, next week against this Utah team. And I know that uh, in past years, uh, BYU usually plays uh, Utah, you know, pretty good. Last year, Utah was probably better than BYU, and it came down to one play to uh, be able to have the chance for a win. So with Utah this week, it's at BYU. Gives them that opportunity to have another home game and shine in front of a crowd. More futility? Well, no, I was just uh, I was just taking a look at something Ralph handed me about uh, the numbers tonight. Uh, yeah, more futility. Yeah, it's six first downs. Uh, minus five rush yards, total offense of 97, and time of possession of 18 minutes. Yeah, it's uh, not going to see numbers like that. Maybe ever again, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Good gravy. I mean, uh, we knew LSU had been good, was good, but they were replacing a lot of talent, didn't have their best player defensively, and still just kind of picked up right where they left off and never really uh, were challenged tonight. Yeah, yeah, really have to compliment them because uh, those backs are solid. They had uh, places to run. The offensive line did a a really good job in opening up routes. The quarterback then, because of the run game, was able to do a nice job with the play-action pass and find open receivers. And so all of those things work together for him. We're going to head down to the BYU press conference area where BYU head coach Kalani Satake will be taking the podium. What's up, guys? Tough game. Uh, really disappointed in the out- in the uh, outcome, but... More than anything, disappointed in a lot of the stuff that we did as a team that I thought, um, you know, we, we just did not, could not get anything going momentumly with momentum and uh, just disappointed. That's my fault as a coach. I got to get this team ready and, and uh, we got a big one coming up next week. Our focus will be on trying to fix some things and trying to get some momentum and finding ways to win the game. So on that, a lot of credit to LSU, really good team, that defense. Uh, they fly around, and that offense controlled the ball, and uh, were really efficient in both the run and the pass, and kept you guessing a lot of the times. But um, just a really good physical team, and uh, we got some things to fix and some things to work on. But uh, this, it's—I mean, obviously we thought we could have done better, but uh, you have to give a lot of credit to LSU and and the way Coach O and Dave Aranda runs that defense. He's done a great, great job with that group, and um, they played great technique. And, and I thought they just. 
they didn't give you much to to move on with with uh, defending the offense and we didn't we couldn't we couldn't generate any momentum we had 38 plays i think on offense and and uh, minus yards and rushing, and it's hard to win games when you do that. So I thought their game plan was really good, and they owned the clock, and, and uh, it was a difficult game, but uh, we, we need to respond better, and this is adversity for us, so we got to respond better and get ready for next week. So I'll take any questions. They've had a hell of a year last year with this defense. Were you surprised how well they played with so many new guys in the world? Was that with LSU? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, <clears throat> they, they, they have some great coaches, you know, so – uh, and the talent's there, so I, I know that the, uh, it's, it's a huge compliment to their recruiting. You know, the guys can step in, and they played a lot of young guys that stepped in and played really well and, and um, just did not look like they were really inexperienced. And so I, I think that's a huge credit to their coaches. I think Corey Raymond's an amazing defensive back coach and does a great job with that group, Pete Jenkins in the front. And so, um, you know, they they did a great job with their group, and they, I mean, the fundamentals and technique is—they're all there, and, and naturally these guys are—they just—they play well, and, and uh, they have physical front. So, defensively, it's one of the best defenses I've seen in college football. Well, I think, <clears throat> I mean, it was it was hard reps, you know. They were on the field quite a bit, but we still didn't help ourselves by we got to get out of third downs. I think they were 50% on third downs, and uh, we gave way too many f- um, first downs on first and second downs. So, um, I, I, it was it was very frustrating. But our defense, I mean, they hung in there. It's just it's just uh, uh, there are things that we could have done differently. I, I, but you have to give a lot of credit. I mean. We had to get bodies in the right spot, and people were missing tackles. And, and um, you know, we just had to we had to rally around guys and make more plays and find a way to be disruptive. But I think LSU did a great job. Matt Canada did a great job getting that offense ready. And there, there was a lot of misdirection, a lot of different looks. Um, I thought they spread the ball out pretty good. They were efficient with the pass game, and it complemented everything they did in the run. Uh, just they were in sync the entire game, you know. And, and I thought they did in all three phases. They just outplayed us. And so, as coaches, we need to get ready and, and do a lot what they're doing. That's the, that's the type of they're, they're, uh, what they do as a team is something that I that I would love to have as as part of our identity. And that's a good smash mouth football. And then they they use all their talent wisely. And uh, it's a huge compliment with coach o, what coach O has done with that group and that coaching staff. So um, yeah, and the fact that they had all these young guys come in and play really well and. They were even moving the ball a little bit on us with their when their their uh, backups came in and played on. So defensively, we <clears throat> we can do things a little bit better. But um, you know, a lot of the stuff is this. It was good for us to see that physical type of football because I don't know how much we're going to see that from here on out. I mean, I think looking the next week, that's what we're going to be focused on. But we have to win the trenches in order for us to to be as effective as I want us to be on defense. If I had the answer, I would have figured that out by now. <laughs> but uh, it's something that we have to look at. I, I, I can tell you one thing: you need more plays, you know. And um, when you have 38 plays in the, an entire game, it's hard to generate anything there. And then you need first downs. We didn't get any first downs, and so um, there's just—I mean, we're, we're going to look at everything and see if uh, what we can do to, to keep the chains moving. But um, I don't—I don't—I I know that we weren't as good as we should have been, but. 
um, man, they're a really good defense. So uh, somewhere along in, in between the two, we need to be more efficient. We didn't help ourselves with some of the stuff that we were doing as far as, uh, you know, I, I don't know how many you can sit there and say it was mistakes. It's just we just couldn't get anything generated. We don't have time to warm up. We need to start off fast from the very beginning, especially this next week. So I hope that answers your question. If I, I'll have to re- review everything and kind of look at what we're – we just need to – do something good. Let's just figure out what we're good at and then stick to it. Um, I don't know if it's like a, a cheer or anything that we need to do. You know, I think it's just, I mean, but we're going to review all of it. I, I'd hate to like, not to like demean your, your question or anything, but it's, uh, we're going to review everything and it's my job to figure it out. So, uh, I'll, I'll take any suggestions from everybody. So, but I'll, I'm gonna watch the film. I mean, we're, we're we have a really smart coaching staff that can figure it out, and and um, you know, it, obvi- obviously they're a good, a great defense, but we didn't help ourselves either. So, um, you know, whether it's it's whether it's uh, taking advantage of the skill that we have or trying to force feed something that that isn't working, I don't know. We we'll just. I think I think I'm open to reviewing everything as a whole right now, and we definitely. What's frustrating is we're not playing like how we did all camp, you know, and and our defense, uh, we and our offense had some battles in camp, and then um, it's just not showing up. So we'll have to review all the all the reasons why. It certainly didn't feel like a neutral site game. Do you think that had an impact? On Sorry, you guys? what? It certainly didn't feel like a neutral site game. A lot of LSU fans. Do you think that had an impact? No, no, no. Uh, that's that's an excuse. I'm not going to use that one. The fans are great. LSU fans are great. I mean, we, we were treated fine, so it's not. It wasn't like it was a hostile place. I mean, I think it would. It, I mean, the fact that we were playing in this region, that's it's not a it's not a good excuse. No, that's not the reason why we weren't on point. Why we didn't play effectively on all three phases of the game. So, no, that's just yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually running hard and late in the games, Taysom was able to make some big plays. Is this offense just not have playmakers right now? Is that just don't have guys you can turn to in big situations? Well, I mean, I know we have playmakers, we're just not making plays. So we got to figure out um, what we need to do differently to, to make more plays and keep the chains moving and find ways to win games. That's that's what it comes down to. We need we need to be able to for, get first downs first of all. Let's get some positive yards. Let's win first and second down, and then set ourselves up for a good third down. And um, basically, just do what LSU did on offense to us today. Yeah, we got to get better now. I mean, I'm I'm tempted just to throw this game out, but uh, we need to look at it, review, it, and see what we need to get better. But um, we we need to get this next one. We need to focus on that, and um, you know, it was kind of an ugly game for us to to play today. And like I said, that's a lot of that is because LSU did that, and it's my job as a head coach to make sure that this this type of performance doesn't show up again. Yeah, I, that's that was not a, a, a called fake punt. And so, part of our scheme is our rugby scheme, where where we set ourselves up in the outside. I mean, it's it's something that a lot of teams do. And uh, I guess he saw something that that was there that wasn't there. So, um, yeah, I'll talk to him later about. It. I just didn't feel like talking to him right then at the moment. So.
Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, you know, he, he does a great, Geist does a great job at, at breaking tackles. Uh, the one thing that I thought we did well was run to the ball and try to um, try to get there, get as many bodies as we could there. You know, there, there are times where like, we've seen tons of film of him, of him where he breaks a, a, a tackle or two and then it's to the house. And I think a lot of the credit goes to our coaches teaching our guys how to run to the ball and the discipline our guys had. Um, he's an exceptional running back. And, uh, yeah, we feel good about some of the – I mean, if, you, if we were to defend some of the bigger big plays and do them differently, then maybe it would have been a different deal for us. But um, there's a lot of improvement that needs to be made on our defense as well. I was really proud of a lot of our players, but – uh, there's a lot of big, there's a lot of plays that we could have made that, that we didn't, and um, because of the, the talent level that we were going against, and also because of some of the stuff that we did defensively with fundamentals, we missed tackles, way too many tackles, but uh, we'll get better at it, you know. And, and and I was pleased with the effort. Just it's just it's our defense isn't good enough to be out there for most of the game. I don't know what the time of possession was. I don't have the stats in front of me, but it seems like we were using a lot of different bodies, and our guys are. We're out there quite a bit, so yeah. So it's, it's hard to win games when you. That's a huge discrepancy. I don't know. I I I couldn't get a clear explanation on why it was targeting, but because um, it wasn't a flag actually thrown on the field, it was something that was reviewed from up top and. My understanding is that we can review, we can appeal it and everything, and so whatever we can do to get our player back, you know, we're going to try to. It's I've just never seen it in that in that part where a running back's running, and a, a dangerous running back, you know, that's breaking tackles, and um, I don't know. Just I I, I feel like I don't know what he could have done differently, but I I also you know didn't see it firsthand. I didn't, I didn't see what 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 the issue was. So they said it was that he used the. Uh, crown of his head or something I don't I don't know that's half the guys out there hitting with parts of their helmet that probably shouldn't be using but Tanner thinking too much I don't know what the what to ask Tanner but um he's a great quarterback and he didn't play great tonight but I mean our, our whole team didn't, you know. So I, I, uh, I've seen the stuff that he does, uh, and and so he's very capable. I I know that he's upset and frustrated at the way he played today. But um, there's there's not just this. It's easy to just blame one player. I wish it was that easy for me, you know. But uh, we're gonna have to review all the stuff that we've done, and and uh, there's things that, that that quarterbacks get blamed for that that's not fair. But that's okay. Well. He, he, he's a big boy and he can handle it, but he's also a leader of our team and and he'll get this he'll get these guys right. He'll he'll get this offense responding well and he, he and Ty Detmer will get this thing fixed. All right, appreciate you guys. Right, Thank that's you. That's uh, head coach Kalani Satake. We're taking a break. Uh, Butch Pau and Tanner Mangum, I believe, are at the podium next. This is coverage of BYU and LSU Tigers twenty seven Cougars zero at the Mercedes Benz Superdome here on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. I think uh, you know what, something that I learned from that is is this that a, you know one game doesn't define your season. You know you you gotta you gotta bounce back right away. You know you you don't have time to, to dwell on it. You don't have time to to feel sorry for yourselves. Um, you know 
LSU's a great team, you know, great defense, um, just a great team overall. So, tip, you know, tip your hat to them and then and then move on. And, uh, you know, can't dwell on it. Just, just get ready to go for next week. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. It's one of the best defenses I've seen. Just, just the, their, their size and, and strength and speed. You know, up front, you know, didn't budge an inch. You know, hardly, we hardly had any any rushing yards at all, and uh, and that's tough. You know, we got to have balance as an offense so that they they stuff the run. You know, it's really stout up front, good linebackers that fill the hole, and their secondary is very fast, very athletic. Um, you know, hardly any separation between our our receivers and them. You know, and that's. That's uh, something that we got to get better at, but but also credit to their to their defensive backs for being very athletic and very um, you know just very very good players overall. Uh, so repeat the question again. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I think. Um, you know, it's it's just a matter of of uh, you know being having the mental fortitude to put this game behind us and get get uh, working on next week. And then sure, I think um, you know that that provides some some motivation for us. You know, we we got to come back ready to go, putting in extra work, putting in extra time to make sure that we're um, you know that we're, that we're that we're sharp. You know, that we're sharper than we were tonight. And um, you know, so I think you know I know the guys on our team. I know the leaders we have, Butch, Fred, Tijon, myself. You know, we're not going to let this team um, dwell on this for, for too long. You know, we, we got to come back with some uh, with some excitement. You know, with some uh, enthusiasm. You know, to get ready to get ready for next week's challenge. Questions for Butch, Butch Yeah. Thanks, guys. What's the question? All right, we'll take a break. Uh, Butch Powell was talking. We'll get to Butch after this here on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Hey. We're third and long, and they would get a 10-yard out and complete a, complete a pass and then continue to drive the ball. And so, I mean, we can say that it's our fault, too. We didn't play our very best. We didn't stop them on third downs. Offense will worry about the offense, but in regards to me and Fred, we, what we pride ourselves on is making sure that our defense is sound enough to get three and outs and do that consistently, and we didn't do that today. Yeah, I think one of the things that, that Coach Itake, um is so great and amazing about is he's all about love. And so one of the things that us older guys talk about, especially to the younger guys that are getting playing time, like Solo Wolfgram and all those other guys, that it's just a game. Like, we still love you guys. We're not going to get on you guys because you guys are already hard on yourselves. So focus on your own craft. I'll focus on my craft. Fred will focus on his. Safeties will focus on theirs. And our defensive line will focus on theirs. And if we can continue to focus on our own craft and our own assignments, we'll We'll bounce back and we'll be ready for next week. He's a solid running back. Solid running back. Very hard to tackle. Very hard to bring down. Very stout. Um, I mean, he's just, he's, he's a dog. He likes to bounce off tackles and continue to run. And he'll take two or three, four guys with him. And so that's what you saw tonight. And so we kind of didn't do a very good job of him, I mean, breaking some plays and, I mean, letting him score touchdowns. But, again, that's on the defensive line and the linebackers. When he runs in between the tackles, that's our fault. And so if he continues to get four or five-yard gains, we need to make sure that we need to be more stout, and we've got to focus on that this week. 
Yeah, I think we, we can channel. I mean, the fact that we lost and focus that on Utah and taking it out on them. But our, ma our main focus as of right now is to, one, not get down on ourselves, and two, make sure that we go back to the film room and understand what assignments we missed so that that doesn't happen again against Utah. Thank you. All right, that's linebacker Butch Pau'u. The Cougar Locker Room Show will continue from the Mercedes-Benz Superdome here in New Orleans, Louisiana, here at the AdvoCare Texas kickoff, played in Louisiana. It was LSU 27 and BYU 0. Our postgame coverage continues right after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The year 2005, when BYU leads at halftime, they have about a 9 in 10 chance of winning that game. When they trail at halftime, they have about a 1-3 in three chance of winning that game. They trailed at halftime tonight and did lose this game, down 14-0. BYU falls by a score of 27-0 here versus LSU. And uh, there's a reason that uh, Dave Aranda and Matt Canada are among the, if not the two highest paid coordinators in college football. They're really good at what they do. Uh, and... Uh, Coach Ogeron said that Matt Canada was on fire tonight. You rarely hear a player talk about, or a coach talk about a coordinator being on fire or a coach being on fire, but he said Matt Canada was on fire tonight, and he only used about 10% of his call sheet, he said. <laughs> so it was relatively contained in what he did, but he said the energy was great, and he thought Matt Canada, the coordinator, had a great night, and Dave Aranda's night kind of speaks for itself. When you realize he's dealing without Arden Key, no Arden Key, and a number of other, again, there were, there were five players Five defensive players on my two-deep board for LSU that did not play tonight because of, uh, of absence, and it's presumed it's mean suspension, mm -hmm. internal discipline one way or the other. So this was a shorthanded LSU defense that kept BYU under 100 yards tonight. Well, and it was. Uh, I thought uh, Canada did a really good job in uh, the way he moved people around. Uh, did con it, it did set everything up. You know, BYU didn't try to do anything different defensively. They didn't uh, do any adjustments to all the motion. They were going to play their base defense pretty much. You didn't see a lot of blitzes coming from BYU because they didn't know whether it was run or pass. They just couldn't ever get an idea of what was coming at them next. They did such a nice job of mixing up the plays and doing things different formations and uh, the play selection was pretty much the similar uh, even though you had different guys but uh, I thought they did a nice job of confusing BYU with formations and play calling and because of that BYU couldn't do anything defensively to attack and uh, they caught them off balance. We'll talk with Kalani Sitake individually here in a little bit but you got to hear his uh, post-game press conference comments. Uh, any reaction to uh, how Kalani kind of framed things after tonight's uh, after tonight's game. Well, I, I really feel like uh, he's as frustrated as uh, everybody. Uh, obviously, that uh, he was disappointed that they didn't play better, so he is expecting uh, that they were going to do a better job. And, and two games in a row to have that kind of uh, frustration is going to be kind of wearing on him. It's going to cause him some some worry. And uh, then the fact that you're going to play a good Utah team next week uh, has got to be a concern. So. Uh, he he recognizes we've got to get something going offensively in order to turn this thing around. And so he said, I think Ty and Tanner are going to do that. So he's putting a lot of pressure on uh, the quarterback. I want to head down to Nate Mickle and find out what our situation is in the Cougar locker room area right now. If we have time, we're going to be able to talk to uh, a BYU player. If it doesn't work out for tonight, so be it. But uh, Nate, update us on what the uh, situation is down there. Yeah, so it was looking like we're going to talk with Trey Dye. 
thought they had him nearby, and now they're uh, still looking. So just waiting to hear back. Well, you know what? We can uh, wrap it up here and come back with Kalani unless uh, we have somebody really ready to go. How do you want us to handle it down there, Nate? Yeah, don't see anybody. Oh, Trey Dye is coming. So okay, about, we'll spend uh, a minute or two with Trey. 10 or 15 seconds, he'll be here. All right, let's uh, hang tight then for Trey Dye. We'll talk for a second or two with Trey, then wrap up the Cougar Locker Room Show. The next person we'll have on from downstairs will be Coach uh, Kalani Satake. After Coach Satake, we'll get into Cougar Nation Now, and Cougar Nation Now will include postgame comments from the head coach of LSU at Ogeron, so that's still coming up. Let's head down to the locker room area. We believe that Nate Mickle is getting the headphones on to uh, Trey Dye right now. And not the first time that a Dye has been a part of our broadcast because uh, Father James, who, by the way, ran a flag out tonight for BYU, James Dye was, of course, on this crew for a number of years. His son, Trey, now joins us. Uh, Trey, thank you for coming on. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. A rough night and uh, to have to come on and kind of summarize for the team. But uh, you've been in the locker room. Uh, you were on the sidelines. You were in the game. You've got a good sense of uh, all that went uh, transpired tonight. How do you kind of uh, uh, internalize this as you get ready to move on and, and take on uh, your next opponent? At this point, you just got to take take what you can from this game, take any positives that you can, and just move on to the next one. Uh, fortunately enough, we have uh, Utah to focus on, and that won't be too hard. So, Coach, uh, he, he does a good job when we have tough games like this to remind us that we we have other facets of our life besides being football players, even though we uh, that's primarily what we like to, to think, that we're just football players, because guys are husbands, we are sons, brothers, and uh, we, ha- we have to take care of those relationships after the game. So when uh, we, we have uh, the time that we're out on the field, we have the 60 minutes uh, when we're in the lines to take care of the game. And once those 60 minutes are over, it's time to, time to take care of those other relationships. And he does a good job of reminding us and keeping us humble and, and leveled in that facet. But it's time to move on to Utah. It's time to, time to put this one you know, in the past and just take, what, take any pauses that you can and just go get ready for our next opponent. Trey, time will tell how good LSU turns out to be this year, but I'll be surprised if they're not very, very good. That's a stout group, and they were playing shorthanded tonight. Were you impressed? Uh, yeah, I've, you know, it, it kind of gets to a point where if we do what we need to do, it doesn't matter who we're playing. They, uh, they did have some athletes, and they did have some, um, some players that were a little bit different than uh, what we're used to facing. But if we went out and we took care of uh, our game plan and executed to the way that we, we should have, then I feel that it could have been different. But, yeah, LSU is a good team, and I, I just wish them the best of luck as, uh, in the rest of their season. Tonight's a good example of the uh, old adage that they say about athletes, you got to have a real short memory. Uh, if you win a game by a large amount, you got to forget about it because your next opponent doesn't care. And then if you lose a game in a game that's uh, disappointing, you got to forget about it because uh, you just have to move on to the next opportunity. So uh, confidence is a, is a big part of the game, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. But like you said, hey, you got to have a short memory. that it's, it's that way on the field. It's if you drop a ball, if you fumble a ball, you can't hang your head and you can't, you can't dwell on that too much. you just got to move on and... Um, Coach does a good job of, of taking per, taking care of the, the mental part of that as well. If you make a mistake, hey, bounce back from it. Don't dwell on it because that will do nothing but hurt you. And right now, if we dwell on this, you know, we can let this hurt today, yeah. let it hurt tomorrow. But Monday, you got to come in. you got to be businesslike, come into the office ready to go to work because we've got another opponent. The season doesn't end here and on to the next one. Right. Trey, because of the game, the, the way the game unfolded, uh, the run game wasn't uh, allowed to be a real heavy part of the attack as the game went along how do you as running backs take what happened tonight and and move forward like how do you view tonight's um outcome or result from a running backs perspective alone uh definitely was not the the showing that you want to have as a as a running back core 
uh, at, from this point, you just you gotta we, we gotta go break down film and take any pauses that we can. Um, if it's just reading reading blockers a little bit better, but at at some point, you know, a running back has to be a playmaker. And tonight, we we struggled to have guys that made plays. So, I mean, that's one of the things that we're gonna have to take and and work on this week at practice because Utah, they're not gonna be an easy opponent as well. We're gonna have to do our best to. Uh, to take the mistakes and minimize them and uh, just execute and uh, be disciplined going going forward. Trey, thanks for taking the time tonight. We appreciate it. Of course. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. Trey Dye with us. We'll come back with Coach Kalani Satake. 27-0 LSU over BYU. Our final score here at the Advocare Texas kickoff in Louisiana at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. 53,826 on hand. Uh, and really those tickets were sold in just a matter of days yeah, after the nice game was moved from Houston. So kudos to organizers, fans, including BYU fans who showed out well here in Louisiana to watch tonight's uh, contest that ends with BYU being blanked for the second time in three seasons. Coach Satake is coming up next. Following the coach, we'll hear from Ed Ogeron and take a few comments from Cougar Nation as we bring you a Cougar Nation Now episode as well. This is BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our final score here at the AdvoCare Texas kickoff played at the Superdome, the Mercedes-Benz Superdome here in New Orleans. Almost 54,000 fans were on hand tonight, and it was a great atmosphere, and it was a big-time environment, and LSU had a big night in this environment this evening, coming up with the shutout decision, and head coach the Cougars, Kalani Satake, is with us now from the BYU locker room area. Coach Satake, we were able to hear your press conference postgame, so we know a lot of what you already summarized for the media here in New Orleans, so we'll try and maybe hit maybe some different areas in some ways, if at all possible, but I know that you felt fairly confident before the game about your team's ability to compete in the trenches as you saw the game go along where were you noticing some areas in which LSU was simply uh, proving itself to be superior uh, this evening well I, th- I thought it was a good battle uh, up front I thought that it would be, it'd be good go back and forth and uh, obviously didn't go that way when our O-line was on against their D-line um, but I thought our D-line um, as, as, as much as you could against this group, uh, try to battle as much as they could. You know, we, we used a lot of different bodies, but it, it's hard to evaluate it when, when uh, there's so so much, there's little rest on that side, and we couldn't generate anything on the offensive side, which is going to affect your defense. And, and um, you know, they had 75 plays on offense, and we had 38. <clears throat> and so um, uh, a lot of the things that they did, I thought. I thought we were assignment assi- assignment sound. We, we were in the right spots. We just missed some tackles, and that's expected with the with the talent that we're going against. But um, we didn't give a lot of big plays up in the run game. We just that they were just getting plus yards and on first and second down, and they're just marching down. They're keeping us guessing. We couldn't keep them one sided, um, and so. Uh, when you can't stop the run, you're pretty much left to, at, at their mercy, you know. And um, and because we weren't generating any moves and or any first downs on offense, we were always playing on a short field. We we're punting from our we we're backed up, and it seems like uh, for you know for what we were going against, there should have been more points um, up against our our, our defense. But um, we were, we were able to respond a, a few on a few drives and things like that. But it just seemed like they just could do whatever they wanted, and we had to just keep plugging away and, and uh, what they do as a team is they, they, that's exactly what I like I like controlling the clock I like running the ball I like being efficient with the pass I like having your defense defend as little as possible and they did they, they took they took the game plan that I was hoping we, we could be able to generate and so um, it was just it was frustrating and embarrassing and uh, 
you know, we definitely have to play better than this if we want to win. You know, Coach, we talked about it last week a bit, and it was kind of the same situation, but uh, of the 10 third downs you had, six of them were third and nine or longer. And you did convert a couple of third and nines tonight, both to Mike and Simon. But, uh, again, down on distance became kind of your enemy again tonight. Yeah, and, and we couldn't get any movement on first and second down, so that's you're going to be chasing yards on third down. And um, it, it, just, it just wasn't good. It just we couldn't get any momentum going. And yet, yet again, we've played we've – played, uh, two games and just don't know what our identity is on offense you know uh, we don't have Taysom and Jamal to bail us out now so uh, we, we need guys to step up and then that's my well, that's my job as a coach we, I need to figure out what we're, what we're good at and uh, the frustrating part is it's hard to evaluate it when we've seen it already um, show up throughout fall camp and and uh, it's just it's just frustrating that we're not seeing it we didn't see it at all this this week but that's because they're a great opponent they play we played a great defense but Last week you saw some glimpses of it, and uh, just you're not going to win very many games if we can't get uh, a, an identity on offense and if we can't start to march the ball downfield. Uh, Coach, uh, you did a nice job. There were times tonight that uh, the defense did stand tall and uh, be pretty tough. Uh, they gave up a couple touchdowns in the first half, but they also missed a field goal, so you stopped that drive, and then you held them out of the end zone in the third quarter, just giving up those two field goals. So, and then held them on downs when they decided to go for it. So there were times uh, when it had to have the stop, you were able to do that. Yeah, and, and I mean, if you're looking at the, you know, we we ran an ill-advised and a, and a not-permitted um, yeah. fake punt, which get, got them points too. So, I mean, I think if the score 20 to 0, we feel a little bit better. But, I mean, just there was a little bit warped because we didn't get to see um, any movement and any anything happen on our offensive side. And, yeah. uh, you know, defense, don't get me wrong, defense has things that they need to work on, and I was just talking to the coaches, defensive coaches, and they're, you know, really disappointed in some of the stuff that we did and that, that we didn't do. Um, we didn't generate enough big plays on our side. We didn't generate any turnovers. And, yeah. and so it's, it's not like we really um, played great defense. I mean, no. I, I think when you're looking at uh, a, a bad performance you're kind of just trying to look at some kind of silver lining you yeah, know and, that you build and on. you're saying well at least we didn't suck this bad you know <laughs> what i mean and and um just being honest right and and, yeah. and uh it, but it wasn't great defense it was decent and for our for what we do as a group um we we expected our defense to give, give us more but uh, the, this is all going to come back down to our offense and yeah. how how inept we are and how we need to get better. And, um, yeah, yeah we, we have to figure this out now. And, and uh, this is getting frustrating, but I promise you that, that this is going to be something that we're going to address right away. So with, with not anything happening in the run game tonight, pretty much everyone available tonight uh, to touch it did a little bit. Uh, Trey was basically used blocking. But Riley Burt hasn't played yet uh, this season. Is he available to you right now? Is he going to be able to play and get snaps? Or what's his situation, you know? Yeah, and, and, and it's, just, it's the same kind of thing. You know, we, we, um, we're looking at, at trying to do things by committee, and I, I'm not sure if that's a great idea. You know, I, I just don't know if we have a uh, – I think it's hard to replace Jamal, but it's, it's – uh, it's even more difficult if you don't have guys that you just know are going to get or every down guys. I mean, we have guys that are mixers and can do a few things here and there, but um, you know, Ula wasn't 100% either. And so we just have we just 
we got to get some way to get first downs and get some points. And um, uh, there's no excuses. We just we have enough players on the team to make it work. And uh, have to, we have to evaluate whether why we're not using Riley and a lot of different other things. So um, that's that's not really the reason why. It's not like one person can come right, right. in and, and make it work. Um, there's just a lot of uh, things that we deficiencies that we that we have to address, and uh, you know, I, I, I'm not sure if just one the answer is one running back could be the answer. That's right. not that's not that's not the problem that happened tonight. But we may see him at some point, I guess. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, that's that's uh, you know, we just got to. Yeah, as, as we talk, I'm still trying to figure things out, you know, yeah. and I haven't watched the film, and so I'm trying to be as honest as I can with you guys and trying to get too frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> There's times I just want to throw this microphone down. and, and well, uh, well, we'll take a break. We'll let, you, <laughs> we'll, we'll let you do that, and we'll take a brief break, and then we'll come back and uh, just have a couple of closing thoughts from me and then uh, get you on the airplane. Okay, Perfect. We'll uh, Thank talk you. with Coach Kalani Satake. Closing comments next. LSU 27, BYU 0 here on the new skin BYU Sports Network. LSU 27, BYU 0 tonight's uh, final score here at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Greg Grubel and Mark Lyons up here in the broadcast booth. Nate Mickle is down at the locker room area with Coach Kalani Satake. who's with us for another moment or two before they get out of here and get ready to head home and get ready for the week to come. Uh, Coach Sataka, you are pretty well acquainted with Coach Dave Aranda, you and your staff, and so you knew uh, his style of play and the kind of uh, athletes he has at LSU. So when, when LSU's defense is good, you're not surprised. No, and, and um, you know, that's uh, uh, they've done a great job, um, you know, getting the talent that they need to, to play that type of defense, and um, that that's a, that's a great uh uh, it's a great machine right now. You, 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 they graduated a bunch of guys, and, and all these young guys came in, and they played perfectly fine. And so, um, that's a huge compliment to them as coaches. And um, you know, it's it's a it's a it's we 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 feel gr- really good about our our personnel. But um, they they utilize their guys the right way, and they prep them the right way. And um, yeah, I like that style of defense. I think Dave Randall's done a tremendous job at every place that he's been. Coach, uh, I felt like Portland State was better than I expected them to be, and I thought LSU was better than I expected them to be. So uh, one of the things, though, that uh, has to be frustrating is that you want to be in that same ballpark to be able to take care of those things, right? Yeah, and, and, uh, you know, um, they're both good teams. I mean, I think think, uh, Portland State, they had a bunch of returning guys. They had some youth, but I mean, they're obviously you see how they played Oregon yeah. State tough, you know, and um, we're really happy with our defense and the way they played against them, but you know, this this week is, is a different animal and I think that maybe everyone was just hoping that um, because LSU wasn't returning a lot of different, a lot of guys, like, because mm-hmm. Fournette was gone and now they had guys, I mean there's not a lot of drop-off on these great teams and that's that's where we need to be you know uh, we lost Jamal, and and we can't have a huge drop off. Yeah. And so, uh, the talent is there. We just you got to get these guys the ball and put them in a position to to have success. And uh, that's that's going to be the focus now. We we have to uh, replace great players and 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 make sure that the, the guys up up next are ready to go. Whether that's recruiting or development. And we felt good with the talent that we're seeing that we had going into the into the season. We're just not seeing it on the field. And and to say that we've seen it in practice and all this other stuff, that's great, but it's not working. It's not fair to the, the fans. It's not fair to our own team, and uh, it's got to change, and that's got to happen, and I, I am the head coach, and I need to make sure that it happens and that the, the talent shows up and that, that those plays show up that we've seen shows up here this next Saturday. 
this isn't an ideal way to go into Utah week, but I'm sure there has to be, uh, you have to still believe that the group you saw in spring and in summer is still the group that can play and win next week's game, right? Yeah, that's that's the that's the hope. I mean, you look at, it, I mean, you can't use the example, the excuse of that we're going against great great teams. That's just not how how it is anymore, you know. And uh, guess what? Utah plays great defense too. So uh, we got to show up, and we have to find a way to make score points and get first downs and win games. And and so that's going to be the focus. And we definitely know we need to play better on on offense. We know that we uh, need to play smarter on special teams. And on defense, we need to find a way to get out of third downs and be disruptive. So that's going to be the focus. Without me watching film and just kind of evaluating from what I saw, that's going to be the focus that we have to work on. And I can't wait for this flight back home so I can sit there and try to evaluate everything and watch film. Coach, it had to be pretty fun to come to New Orleans and and in just a week to see three sections filled over there behind you guys and uh, all filled in with the blue jerseys and uh, supporting you. Very um, happy with our fans, and I'm just disappointed that we couldn't show better for them. They deserve so much better than what we had out tonight, and um, I apologize, and that's on me. But, uh, you know, just I hope they know how much we love and appreciate them. And and, um, and everywhere we go, the fans show up, and uh, so we the, the support's there, and we just need to sh- uh, entertain and, and give the support that, they're, they've came to, that they came to see. Well, we'll see you and those BYU fans in Studio C on Tuesday night. Uh, Coach Satake, safe travels, and we'll see you next week. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. All right, that's Coach Kalani Satake. We will come back with Cougar Nation now, including postgame comments from LSU head coach Ed Ogeron. That is ahead. We are at the Superdome, the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans. LSU 27, BYU 0, our final score on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Rough night for the boys in blue. BYU falls 27-0 to LSU. Cougars gain 97 yards of offense on 102 passing and minus 5 rushing. Uh... Possession time went 42-18 to 18 in LSU's favor, and those were the main numbers of note. BYU was a 20% third-down team. LSU was a 50% third-down team there, tonight. There have been times that BYU's defense has been this dominating against opponents, you know, back in the day when they were doing this. So uh, I guess as haughty as we might have been in those days when BYU was putting it on other people, Sometimes you have to feel it from the other side. BYU's feeling it tonight. Yeah. Ed Ogeron is the head coach of the LSU Tigers. He spoke with the press a short time ago, a little while ago, here at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Intern Michael, Michael Shreve, was in the room, and he captured these comments for all of you. LSU head coach, Ed Ogeron. Guys, we're proud of our football team, proud of the coaching staff, and their preparation all week, and uh, the way to prepare this football team. We uh, we played as many as five freshmen on defense. They got a starter to play, several freshmen on offense. And I was just proud of the way they, they played. You know, a couple of things, you know, zero sacks, zero turnovers on offense was fantastic. We held them to minus five yards rushing. Another tremendous job by defense. And just got to credit Dave Aranda, Pete Jenkins, two of the best in the business. Corey Raymond didn't allow any deep balls. The one they tried to throw, we picked it. Dennis Johnson, just a tremendous job of our staff. Special teams, we've got some things to fix, uh, but we will. We're going to get better. I thought they came back second half and rally. Obviously, we're going to eliminate the penalties. I think it was first game jitters, obviously, but we're going to fix them. Uh, 
we want to get better in the red zone. We should have made a couple of more touchdowns in the red zone, but we know that. We're going to fix it, but we'll get to watch the tape and take the next step. Uh, our thoughts and our prayers are with the people from Houston. Uh, we know they're going to fight back. Uh, thoughts and the prayers of all the families that were affected uh, of our players. I'm proud of the players from Houston. A lot of them played tonight, played very well uh, through adverse conditions all week. And uh, But again, we're going to get back on the bus. Uh, we'll look at the film tomorrow and get prepared to take the next step next week. Uh, we try to be 50-50, and, uh, but it was one of those nights that we were, we were going to just be physical and we're going to take what they give us. And uh, we felt that they, they were giving us the run, and we were taking it a little bit, and we wanted to out-physical them. They were a physical football team, but so were we. Yeah. Yeah, we knew they were going to play. Uh, we prepared them. I, I feel like this is one of the best freshman class I've been around. I thought they were going to play well. Uh, actually, I thought they were going to make a little bit more mistakes than they did, but it doesn't seem like they did. And uh, they answered the bell. I, th- I got to give credit to our older guys. They helped coach them up, and uh, they stayed calm on the sidelines, stayed calm before the game, and credit our coaches that coached their position. They managed their position, and they did very well. Yeah, we handled everything in-house. Say it again. Yes. Yeah, yeah Tyler Tiller, 24 was all over the field. Kelly Bowen-Chesson was all over the field. Uh, 15 was all over the field. Those guys were, they were ready, man. They were fired up. But you know what? We had seen those things in practice. They were putting in good position. I thought Sajik Charles played very well tonight. I'm sure Ed Ingram did. I was pleased to see that we got Miles Burning to play some snaps. Uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, well, you know, returned kickoff for us and, and, and ran the ball very well for us. Again, we believe in this freshman class. Now, obviously, our opponents are going to get tougher down the road, but we need to get these guys better. I thought he did fantastic. I thought he did a great job. Exactly what we asked him to do tonight. I thought he did fantastic. But it goes to show you the hard work that he did all summer. And he learned and he studied. The guy's a relentless worker. Our players believe in him. That's why we named him the starting quarterback. And he proved it tonight. Yeah, yeah, he did. But let me, let me say this to you. Uh, we're going to play faster teams. And uh, let, let, let's make that decision later. Fantastic. He was on fire tonight. But that's, that's, that's what I've seen since we hired him. I mean, there's some days that, you know, you saw how good our defense was tonight. There's some days that we cannot stop him. And uh, I know he has some more things that he wants to get better at, obviously. But uh, I thought he did a great job of managing our whole offensive staff. And uh, he calls those games, and he's on that headset, and he's enthusiastic. He's very knowledgeable. A-plus. Yeah, no question. Those are the things you know we just talked about. So we're going to look at it. We're going to see what they're playing. We'll see what we call. And uh, we're going to practice it more next week and get better at it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, when, you, when you're in that defensive staff room with Dave Aranda and you come in and he has this little notebook and he has about 30 pages of notes every day and 
he's fixing stuff and he's diagramming stuff and he's game planning practice. He's looking at practice film. You see Pete Jenkins hitting the sled, Corey Raymond teaching, and you see the type of athletes we count we have. It just looks like it's all coming together. And uh, for those guys, I'm just so proud of the way they practice, the way they prepared. And obviously, we've got some things that we need to get better at, but to hold them under 100 yards total offense is fantastic. Great. I thought he played great. I thought Daryl played great. I thought the offensive line played great. Uh, Darius, as we know, is a physical back, but there's some things that we can get better. I like to throw him the ball more out the backfield. You saw where we got split backs and we dumped them, them backs the ball. I like to do more of that. Uh, the tight end missed one ball. He caught another one. We like to get the ball to the tight end a little bit more. I thought our receivers ran some great routes. I, I really think the, the difference in the first half was those two third down conversions on third and long. It kept the driver alive, uh, obviously, to help us score touchdowns. And I was very proud of those two third downs. Yeah, and, and you know, we've seen that in practice. And obviously, you know, Corey has battled from some injuries. He's from Houston, moved from safety to linebacker. Now he's an outside linebacker. He's fast, he's quick, had an excellent camp. Uh, barring any injuries and staying injury free, Corey should have an excellent year. No question. No question. I'll say that again now. Yeah. 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 No question. Yeah. No. Yeah. You know, all, all the first down passes, all the intermediate passes. I mean, there, there's a lot of stuff he didn't have to run, but he had it on his call sheet. He gave me his call sheet. About like that, and I, I guarantee you, might have used ten percent of it. We'll see. We'll see. We have. We will have a lot of guys back. Yo, here's here's yes. Here's what what happened with our wide receivers. First of all, we brought Jerry Sullivan in as a consultant, one of the top wide receiver coaches in all of football. He worked hard with Mickey. And Mickey worked very hard. And then Mickey followed his drills, his footwork stuff, coached him on the field, coached him in the classroom, got the guys on our jugs machine. I think they're just a better coach unit this year. I think they're more experienced. And, again, the guys that we started tonight were the guys that we thought that could catch the football. Maybe not the most athletic guys on the football team, but the guys that we knew would catch the football. You know, obviously, you know, we can handle everything in-house, but uh, I expect our guys that we're not here tonight to bounce back and have a great week next week. Thank you, guys. There it is, Ed Ogeron, the head coach of the LSU Tigers. He's now 23-26 and as an FBS head coach. His team defeats BYU 27-0 tonight. All right, Cougar Nation now continues after this. You can contact us on the Twitter using the hashtag BYUCNN. That's BYU Cougar Nation now. Hashtag BYUCNN on Twitter. You can also use, it's funny, I mentioned email, and it sounds like uh, you may as well tell you to like write a letter and put it in the post and put it in the mailbox. Uh, but, yeah, you could use an email if you wanted to at uh, cougarnationnow at byu.edu. Cougarnationnow at byu.edu. Two ends. We use them both in the Cougar Nation 
Don't, and the now. Now, yeah, don't miss that. Cougar Nation and now at byu.edu. So email us or tweet at us, and we'll take it until uh, we can't take it anymore. We're coming back to the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. 27 nothing LSU over BYU here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. There are- Cougar Nation now from the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in Nolens. Uh, 53-826 is our attendance tonight. 27 nothing is our score tonight, LSU over BYU. There was, remember, there was like years and years and decades that BYU never got shut out. Then yeah. it happened in 2003 in that 3 nothing snow game with Urban Meyer. Yep. Then it didn't happen for 12 years. Yep. Then it didn't happen for two years. And now uh, for two times in three years, BYU got blanked, 27 nothing tonight. So it's a BYU Cougar Nation now. It's hashtag BYUCNN. Matt Harris tweets in, Quite a few of Tanner's throws tonight uh, weren't clean or went into the ground off target, etc. Does he look hurt? I would say he. I wouldn't say he looks hurt. I wouldn't say he looks comfortable. Right. Yeah, now. that's. I think that's a good point, Greg. Uh, along with uh, there were tip balls at the line of scrimmage that uh, did make them look like they were way off target, but they were just uh, batted down. But uh, there, there are two things I think in his release on the long ball. He's just got to cut it loose. You know, he's just trying to aim it, and uh, when you try to aim the long ball, you try and be accurate. You know, and you, and you're usually short. Uh, but it would have helped if the receiver would have fought for it a little bit more. It wouldn't have been an interception, I don't think. But uh, the balls that uh, were, were, you know, kind of surprising to see Tanner throw, yeah, I don't know. He's uh, just uh, not as sharp as he has been. Tip balls, too. You mentioned the tip balls. Tip balls. Uh, how many tip balls did BYU have at the line of scrimmage tonight? Yeah. Uh, none, you know. No. It, it was just so here's what time. happens as a quarterback. Uh, having, uh, I know a guy that played that position, and uh, when the pressure wait, 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 you were that guy. Oh, oh, that's right. Uh, when the pressure starts to get get to you, you're starting to get people in your face. You worry not about getting hit. You worry you're not going to be able to do the job for your team. Your job is to complete passes. And when the pressure comes in there and somebody's starting to sack you and force you out of the pocket, you start to worry, oh, man, I'm not doing my part. And when you get that feeling like I've got to make sure I do something, it, the pressure starts to get to you. You don't have the poison comfort, and all of a sudden you start pressing to throw the ball, and uh, you don't throw it accurately. So you lose an awful lot of your timing and your tempo and your delivery, and those things affect the accuracy. And so uh, when tonight that was the case. There were people getting to him. They were in his face. They, he had to alter his throws quite a few times. And uh, I think that has an impact. Catherine Woodruff, before the break, hashtag BYUCNN. She tweets, what are the positives we can take away from the game tonight? Now, Catherine, you ask a tough question. Because BYU lost 27 nothing, and they were outgained by a margin uh, that was considerable. Uh, so much so that the final numbers are 479-97. So... Let's immediately go into saying by saying this is this is uh, this is you know master's level calculus we're talking about here, okay. uh, and the positives you take away from tonight. But I will try and give you one. I'll, I'll go with I'll one. I'll go with one. And then Mark will go with one. Then Nate, Nate gets to go. Nate has two. two. We're gonna give you four positives. I liked the uh, goal line stand. I liked the opportunity to keep LSU out of the end zone when they were kind of having their way, and you did it. Mark, what do you have? There were very few injuries tonight. I thought uh, BYU probably came out of here pretty clean. So the fact that they don't have a lot of people that they lost in a real physical game, 
That's probably a positive. And I want to have two like Nate. Didn't put the ball on the ground. Yeah. Uh, Tanner had one underthrown ball that was picked. Other than that, they weren't uh, haphazard in their care of the ball. They just didn't have the ball. They ran 38 plays. So that's one, two, three. Okay, Nate, then got? I've got another one. Oh, no, good. No, no. Okay. <laughs> so Micah Simon, he had two third down conversions. He looked like a receiver. Looked yeah. good tonight. Yeah, somebody somebody you could rely on. And the BYU had only two third down conversions. They were both third and nine, both to Micah Simon. And second, uh, we, we save millions in coaches' salaries. <laughs> oh, boy. Millions. <laughs> I'm just saying, we don't. I mean, who's our who's our wide receiver consultant that's the best in the business? It's just a different, you know. And and we want to compete, and you know, usually we do. Usually BYU gets out there and competes, but tonight it was just a whole other whole other ball game. All right, we will take a break and continue from the Mercedes Benz Superdome here in New Orleans. You can reach us using the hashtag BYUCNN. That's a hashtag BYUCougarNation. Now, you can email us, CougarNation now at BYU.edu. We have our own email address, CougarNation now at BYU.edu. Coming up at the very end of the show, we'll give you a chance for two half gallons of famous BYU Creamery ice cream with the BYU Creamery Inside Scoop Trivia Contest. Stick around for that as we continue. It's just about it's midnight. It's past the midnight hour back in oh. Utah. It's past 1 in the morning here in Louisiana, and here we go. We're still on the radio. Greg and Mark and Nate, BYU falls to LSU 27-0 here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. I went to BYU with the intention of fitting. KBYU FM, HD2, Provo. You're listening to Cougar Sports on BYU Radio. Back in New Orleans, the Mercedes-Benz Superdome site of tonight's Advocare Texas kickoff. The Texas kickoff being held in Louisiana due to Hurricane Harvey. It was uh, Hurricane Ed, Ed Ogeron, and his staff and players that uh, took it to BYU tonight. 27 nothing is our final score. It is uh, Cougar Nation now, hashtag BYUCNN, hashtag BYUCNN. Uh, Paul Schumann with the uh, tweet in. Says Matt Bushman's a positive, so we gave yeah. a few. Oh, yeah, he thought, yeah, he yeah. thought Matt Bushman was a positive, and Matt tonight led BYU in receptions. He had four of them for 43 sure, yards. That's right. And he says, let's see Riley Burt. And I did ask a Coach about it because a lot of folks ask me about it. We haven't seen Riley take a snap yet, and he showed enough in that true freshman season of his. He had glimpses that he could yeah. be a player. Hasn't played yet, not sure exactly why, and Kalani <laughs> did acknowledge that the committee uh, approach may not be the correct approach, but you still have to find a play. If you want to but rally around one committee. guy, That's you got you got to find someone, and, <laughs> and who's that someone going to be? And people thought he might be in the mix for it, and he had a decent enough camp, we thought. So let's see what transpires relative uh, relative to Riley. But uh, Kalani said, I, you know, we didn't really talk enough about maybe everything Kalani told us in our one-on-one. The press conference was fine, but I thought he gave us some really good stuff in the one-on-one. Um, he used words that I think reflected uh, how a lot of the fans are feeling tonight. He feels the same way. And um, he, he, he did say, and I remember it, that we don't know through two games what our offensive identity is, and we've got to find it. And you have to find it, not just in a hurry, but for a really good team that's beaten you six times in a row now in Utah. And so this isn't the ideal opponent to just kind of hit the reset button and, and, and fix some things against somebody you know you're going to beat. Um, it's frying pan to fire situation here uh, next Saturday. So, again, I, I, I anticipate and look forward to the response because adversity has hit early, and uh, it's time to uh, figure some things out in a hurry. It's an urgent week. It's an urgent week. Gentlemen, thoughts? Yeah, I'm just thinking about guys who have made plays offensively so far, and you have Bushman. He's a playmaker. You have Shumway, who had a nice catch last week, who had a big drop tonight. 
you have Hifo, who uh, Coach Cahoon said may be one of the most dynamic players, and it was just nowhere tonight. I don't think he was targeted. Well, he, he, he makes four yards on every catch. Yeah. You got Jonah, uh, can always take the top off a of defense. I don't think he was targeted. I don't think he got a ball his way. Kevin Kirkland on Twitter, hashtag BYUCNN. Props to Kalani for not sugarcoating his postgame message. It's refreshing to have a coach who tells it like it is. Stephen Boyle emails in. Stephen says, I never saw a single play this whole game where a wide receiver burned or even had decent separation. I feel Tanner's being called out when the receiving core didn't give him any open looks. What are the ways to change this? And he says, you need to call Nate the actor. Academic All-American more often. It's one of my favorite parts of your show, he says. <laughs> and I like that, too. It's one of my favorite parts, too. And That's a, I don't know if you started from day one. I don't know if you did that. but I, I feel like I did. did I think you, so. Did it's one, it's huh? a Keith Jackson. Uh, Keith. It's a Keith Jackson affect, almost. Yeah. It's like a, yeah. it, it, kind it of just how of, he would have said it. Yep. Oh, Nelly. Talk about Keith Jackson. <laughs> Talking about Keith Jackson. Yep. So when I say, All-American. So when I say... American. Oh, yeah, it's kind, go, of yeah. A, kind of a Keith Jackson nice. thing there. But to thank you, Stephen. We love Nate, and uh, who knows how long I'll be able to keep saying it. So I say it as often as I can. As long as Keith <laughs> Jackson's alive. Uh, Scott Paul has a question for Mark about Tanner. Oh. And I think he asked you this because of your history as a quarterback, as a pivot, as a signal caller. <laughs> Back in I back- was a signal caller, in fact. That was back in the days when we called the plays. The quarterback got to call the play. So back in, in your leather helmet era, they called you a pivot, too. You were also called a pivot. That's a golf term, I think. No, no, no. It's a, it's a football term. Oh, wait. Term. That's a divot. Uh, for, for, here's, here's what Scott says. For two weeks now, Tanner's been late getting the ball out. Now, this wouldn't be every pass, of course. Yeah. What can you attribute that to? Mastery of the offense, lack thereof, confidence. How do you see Tanner these days as the former pivot you are? Well, on the slant pattern, man, as soon as he gets that ball, he's, it's in the air. So uh, that slant pattern, he's got his mind made up, and he's going to hammer it in there. And so I thought it was quick. Uh, let's just uh, look at another one. Shumway uh, hadn't made his turn inside, and Tanner was ready to throw the football. And so he did actually deliver the football in hopes that's where uh, Tanner was going to make his move. Talon? Talon Shumway, yeah. Talon Shumway, not uh, Bo Tanner, that's right. It was Talon Shumway. So Talon Shumway is still running downfield. He hasn't given his eyes yet. And Tanner's going, I got to throw, I got to throw. And so he delivers early. That was actually a ball thrown early. Uh, I think that uh, the reason that you're thinking that maybe he's a little late is because the first guy he wants to throw it to is covered. And so he's going to a second man, and then he's going to a third man. And when you get over to the third man, yeah, he's already made his cut. And so you're hoping that he is in an open position. You're not going to be able to throw the ball on time when you have to check down to the third guy. So uh, BYU has done an awful lot of work in fall camp against man-to-man routes. And uh, they're working hard on throwing on the cuts. But it isn't showing up. The hard work that they have done, I don't see uh, being that productive in the game. Have you seen an out route? Have we seen an out route where they throw to the sideline? Uh, the guy runs down 12 yards and squares out. They worked on that like every day in fall ball, and I haven't seen that yet. I don't see that. And that's one of the things you can do against that man cover. Nate? 
as, as the receiver in this I'm equation. for an option route from the back, from a slot. Yeah. They threw that little swing thing that's nothing. And like the arrow was, route, you're saying? There's nobody out there. Yeah. yeah, to that back. Yeah, just like basic stuff, just not connecting, no flow, no continuity. And it's, you know, you're talking about an out route, let alone a comeback route. Yeah. You know, something slightly more challenging, a little bit deeper. Uh, Trinaman ran one against Portland State. Oh. That's right. It ran a nice one. And Cap- Simon ran a curl pattern today. That was a curl. Yeah. yeah. Catherine asked about the positives, and we gave a few. And uh, another one came in. There are, there are plenty that have been coming in. But Marsha wanted to give a thumbs up to Johnny Linehan. What do you think she'd be saying about Johnny Linehan from a positive standpoint? Remember when uh, DJ Chark Ooh, was beating everybody and Johnny yes. wrapped him up like a rugby came guy up. and oh, tackled him? Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was a nice tackle. That you know, nice there you go. There's another guy. Shark, Chark, who I would have thought, this guy's not, he's not going to be a player. He's not going to help him. And, man, he was fast. Based off last year's. Yeah, it's numbers. His numbers yeah. that's coming into this game. He's a he's an inexperienced guy, and he was terrific on the return, and yeah. he caught a couple of passes. He didn't know he was going to return punts till Thursday. <laughs> yeah, man. And then he was out there making plays. Chris Hunsaker emailing in. Cougar Nation now at BYU.edu. For the second, he says guys. So when he says guys, I'm counting all three of us. Okay. <laughs> and I think Chris, I think Chris too, he's not excluding anybody. Because oftentimes you're going to get, you know, dear, you know, Greg and Mark. and Yeah, I Dan. know. But I do appreciate that guys is usually, you know, male figures. I get that. But he's saying all of us up okay. here. Okay. We could even include Barry and Michael back there if they want to be involved in this. He says guys, for the second week in a row, we've played below our potential. When he says we and our, he means yeah. the team. He's yeah, not, he's he's not on the it. team. Yeah. Chris isn't on the team. But he says we play below our potential. Listening to the players after the game, it seems they're flat and emotionless about the state of play. We hear lots of platitudes about execution, playing our game, etc., but no fire. We don't see much emotion on the field either. What's going on? Is poor play suppressing emotion, or is lack of emotion leading to flat play? And I think it's uh, it's impossible to get yourself into the head of, of, of 100 players at any given time. And, uh, I, and I don't know that uh, either of the performances um, engender a lot of uh, emotional feedback right now. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's, you know, last week was kind of a weird day all around. Uh, the heat, the opponent, the fact you're going to win, but you're not looking great. And then tonight, uh, just as the game went along, there was that sense that we're getting stomped and we're not going to score, and wow. So I, I don't know if, if, if it's the best sample size right now. I Kalani, I, I appreciate Kalani says, I don't think a cheer is really going to help us. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so tonight uh, I put the headset on Trey Die, and it reminded me that in 2005, after uh, it was a week after we played TCU toe-to-toe and should have, well, could have won and kind of had a rough call go against us there at the end. And then the next week we played San Diego State and just got stomped. And it was just a weird game. We don't know what happened. You know, it was, it was, yeah. couldn't score. And it, tonight, when you just get stomped, there's just nothing to get emotional about. Yeah. yeah. And and it is difficult to identify emotion. You know, some people, uh, Karoma on the touchdown. Yeah. Uh, a little like, skip in his step. Yeah, a little skip in his step. But uh, so as a quarterback, I don't know that a quarterback wants to be a rah-rah guy. I think he has to be somewhat answered, but it's a thought that I've had rattling through my head tonight, and that is um, Utah's not LSU, but it's it's not far enough away from LSU, especially defensively, to say you're going to have a lot easier time next week. Mm-hmm. 
So that said, you do the same stuff you did tonight on offense against Utah's defense, and you'll probably lose that game. Probably lose. So th- there's a real thing facing BYU here in, in seven days that, that has to be remedied because uh, I think uh, the same approach will re- result in a similar outcome because Utah's not that far away from being a really, really good defense as they've been. Again, they kind of have kind of they have BYU's number right now. So there's a lot of things BYU's got to figure out, and I, I don't think you can just do the same thing next week and, and say it's going to be better. I thought of an example that uh, does show emotion, and that's Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill would show emotion. But he would make a big play. He would do something phenomenal. And just in his uh, what he did, and it excites the crowd, and everybody's into it, and you get, a, you get a lift off of that. It's that time of the night when we're about to wrap it up. And we say it's, it's, it's time, for inside, time for ice cream. Inside Scoop Trivia. Time for ice cream. It's sponsored by the BYU Creamery. It's BYU's Inside Scoop Trivia. The classic BYU tradition, the BYU Creamery. Have a scoop today. And we're going to give you multiple scoops because we're giving you two half gallons of famous oh, Creamery ice cream. If you can answer the following skill-testing trivia question during our break, when we come back from the break, we'll give you our winner and say goodnight. Here's the question. And it's a tough question because we've not given you the answer. Yeah, a lot yeah. of times, you, have to you know, find we, this answer. throughout the course of the night, we'll give you the answer. And then you just have to go, you know. I worry they won't get this. We might get the ice cream. And and there's the challenge. If you don't get it in the next two minutes, we are taking home the ice cream. I know people. I can make this happen. All right. Who was, and this is a question with, this isn't a trick question. There's a real answer to this thing. And you can find it out. Okay, there's a way to get this answer. Yeah, okay. there is a way, yeah. The interwebs exist. All right? People can find the answer. Who was BYU's leading tackler tonight? I and, don't know. And this person was not a starter tonight. Oh. BYU's That's a clue. Le- well, it's a clue. It's right. It's a clue. It's not the answer. You can't say bench player. That's not going to be the answer. <laughs> you have to give a name. Who was BYU's leading tackler tonight? First person. When I say first person, I mean first email or first tweet that I see that has the right answer, I say is the winner. I can't wait to find out. I'm the final arbiter. Nate doesn't know the answer. Greg and Mark know the answer. Do you know the answer? Question, who was BYU's leading tackler tonight? You can email us, hashtag, oh no, that's not, that's not right. You can email us, CougarNationNow at BYU.edu, or you can tweet us, hashtag BYUCNN, hashtag BYUCNN. Who was BYU's leading tackler tonight? The answer and ice cream is coming up after this on the BYU Sports Network. Deseret First Credit Union has changed the look of things south of BYU's campus with a new branch office. Deseret First Credit Union works to serve BYU students and the BYU community, wherever they are. Just as BYU TV takes BYU sporting events to a worldwide audience, Deseret First also makes banking possible worldwide. With a mobile app, mobile deposits, and shared branch locations around the country, Deseret First is available to meet customers' financial needs anywhere and at any time. Deseret First Credit Union. Vocal Point, BYU's male acapella sensation. Baby, baby, looks like it's gonna help. Famous on YouTube for their innovative music videos, including their recent medley from Disney's Beauty and the Beast. Vocal Point CDs are available at BYUmusicStore.com. Get Vocal Point CD Music Hits Volume 1 with tunes from Newsies, Toy Story, popular folk songs, and hymns. Available now at BYUmusicStore.com. 
Coming up next week on the Matt Townsend Show, we will talk with an international business and finance expert about the future of money. We will explore with a neuroscience researcher about how practice can make your brain better at focusing. And we will discuss with an educational specialist about how technology is changing how textbooks are used in schools. All this and more Monday through Friday, 9 to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Channel 143. Or download the new BYU Radio app for Apple or Android or listen at BYUradio.org. You're listening to BYU Football on BYU Radio. BYU Radio's newest show is Act Your Age. I drive a really old, like, 95 Subaru Outback. And it's 95 funny that is not really old. Baby boomers, millennials, and everything that confuses them about each other. Three miles per gallon. No, those no. are the good old days. <laughs> well, Gosh. maybe your good old days. <laughs> Saturdays, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, only on BYU Radio. trivia question for two half gallons of famous creamery ice cream we call it inside scoop trivia because it's a play on words with uh, the inside scoop you know being the knowledge and mm-hmm. then the scoops of ice cream and the question tonight was it could be like on uh, the where you turn the letters around and guess what they're saying it would be like that wheel of fortune wheel of fortune see yeah. you got it it's a good thing they came up with a name for the show other than that <laughs> That would have been a real tough pitch. We're going to call it the show you where, you turn, where you turn the letters around. and You, all right, you so had it right The off. question tonight was, who led BYU in tackling? Who was the leading tackler? And I said he wasn't the starter. And that's accurate. That's right. His name is Marvin Hefo. Yeah. Marvin Hefo. Brother of Aleva Hefo. I was so surprised to see that. He has ten tackles. And so a lot of folks got this. But the first guy to get it is a Twitter guy. His name is Mike Peterson. So at M Peterson twenty three, we salute you, and you will be eating ice cream. Idaho Falls. What? It's from Idaho Falls. You know this? Yeah, of course. Mike Peterson's diehard. We were texting just a few days ago. I know. I know you didn't text him the answer because you didn't know the answer. I didn't text him the answer. No, but Mike's diehard. All right, and a boy, Mike. Well done. Yeah. And to, to all those uh, who who tweeted in and emailed in the correct response, you just weren't as quick as Mike Peterson. He is cat like in his reflexes. So Mike's a winner of the ice cream, and now that we've done that, we get to say goodnight. Oh, it's time. Even even after a twenty-seven nothing loss, Mark is sad to see the night come to an end. <laughs> he really is sad. He, no, cher- he, cher- he cherishes our time together. All right, well, I had a sign off that I've forgotten what I was going to say. Now, okay, I he's had... now looking it up on his phone because he has written it somewhere. Hey, I'll do mine while he's looking. Okay, sign better, us off. Better Nate. days ahead. Better days ahead from Nate. Mark, what are you saying? I'll get to it. Are you already ready? Is it another Mahatma Gandhi, Mahatma Gandhi no, quote? No, 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 no. It's uh, another movie. Okay. Mark's working on that. I will tell you that uh, tonight's broadcast was made possible by the cooperative efforts of a lot of people. Uh, our, our our board operator is Carter Malloy. He does remarkable work and stays up later even than we do. And uh, we've got Mike Tingle, our network manager. Our coordinating producer is Dave Shook. Our thanks to BYU Broadcasting, KSL Radio, all of our network affiliates. Much appreciation to all. To Duff Tittle, Brett Pine, Kenny Cox, the BYU Athletic Media Relations staff. Our gratitude to intern Michael, Michael Shreve, who is also our engineering assistant on this trip for Barry Squires. For our football engineer, Barry Squires, Statman Ralph Sokolowski, Spotter, Doug Martin. Those, those are all the people that help us do what we do. A lot of people. A lot of folks. 
and then I get to work with uh, Nate to my right and Mark to my left. And uh, Nate, were you going to sign us off with something, or you already done it? You already did mine. Mine okay. was there. Better days ahead. It's that simple. Better days yeah. ahead. And Mark was looking. Well, mine's up, not as good as I thought it was, but uh, y'all come back now. You hear? <laughs> that that's your sign off, <laughs> Beverly <my> Hillbillies. <laughs> yeah, y'all come back now. It's hey, fitting. I guess he figured it was uh, yeah. not enough of a Bayou feel to him, even though it was it's kind the, of a Bayou. It's, it's yeah, it's Beverly a Hillbillies thing. Yeah, he, where did he come from? Well, he was a he was a hillbilly in the uh, yeah. the south. Yeah, moved to Beverly Hills right down the road. He was just right so down the road here. Loaded up the truck and they moved to Beverly. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Now you're helping me out. Now I'm having fun. All right. All right. So for Nate Mickle and Mark Lyons, I'm Greg Grubel. Thanking you for tuning in. Appreciate you being with us all night tonight. And that's going to do it. 27 nothing is our final score. LSU over BYU. Next up, it's BYU and Utah. They're going to play that game at 8.15 next week ah, at uh, Lavelle Bird Stadium. So I guess we're looking at a 6 o'clock pregame. We'll extend our pregame by a little bit. So 6 o'clock pregame, 8.15 kick. And usually when they say 8.15, it means like 8.27. Yeah, it does. So it'll be a long night next week, but we hope you're along with us. But that uh, was tonight. It. And look, we're going to be out. We're going to be at our, back to our room before two. I'll be catching a plane in four hours. Yeah, it's a short enough night for us. We're going to head out. We're not going to be. Uh, we're not going to be spending the night on the streets of New Orleans. Probably not on Bourbon Street tonight. No, we're heading no. Uh, to the hotel and trying to get as much sleep as we can to take morning flights. That's our deal. And uh, folks, again, thank you, uh, Cougar Nation, for being with us. We'll talk to you again next week. Of course, much to happen between now and then. Coordinators' Corner Monday, more soccer on Monday, Kalani Show on Tuesday, and my show behind the mic on Wednesday. Week long of coverage, and we look forward to bringing it all to you and sharing it with you next week. So for everybody I mentioned, my name is Greg Rubel saying, in the meantime and in between time, this has been BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Good night and so long from New Orleans.